Today's episode of Jimmy Podcast Roll may contain explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, what's up? Before we get started with today's program, I want to take a few seconds to talk about my website, social media accounts, and podcasting platform. The website, jimmypodcastworld.com, that is jimmypodcastworld.com. On the Jimmy Podcast World website, you will be able to find links to all my social media accounts and podcasting platforms. On the homepage, you will be able to find a direct feed to my Twitter account. You will find an interactive photo gallery with all my recent guests on the podcast. You will find a blog that is updated frequently. Are you also scrolling through social media right now and trying to figure out if I'm on that platform? Chances are you are on some form of social media. Check this out. You can find me at Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitch TV. That's right, baby. We're on Twitch. All those platforms at Jimmy Podcast World. At Jimmy Podcast World. Are you more of a visual episode person? YouTube has some of my full episodes, short clips, skits, and my newly released Jimmy Podcast World ad. For Twitter and Snapchat, you can find me at Jimmy Pod World. Want to listen to the podcast? The website has the links to all the major podcasting platforms. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. Are you loyal to the Joe Rogan experience and making the move exclusively to Spotify just like he did? Well, now you have the best of both worlds because not only are we on all the other platforms mentioned, but we're also on Spotify. So looking for, to support the program, it is easy as liking and subscribing to all the podcasting platforms and all the social media platforms where you can find me. Are you still looking for more ways to support? Believe me, we appreciate it if you do. You can also share the podcast on all platforms and social media accounts as well. And for those of down since day oneers out there, you can show off by visiting the merchandise page, hats, shirts, stickers, and more. And one last way, are you already on Amazon? And if so, you should be using Amazon Prime. How does that support the Jimmy Podcast world? If you go to our website, at the top of the website, there is an Amazon banner. Click on that banner. And before you continue shopping on Amazon.com, make sure to save that link and bookmark it to your web browser. Every purchase you make through our link from our website that you save to your web browser has Amazon throw back a couple of pennies our way. Lastly, any feedback or ideas you think you could be a guest on the show, please email jpw at jimmypodcastworld.com. jpw at jimmypodcastworld.com. As always, thank you for your love and support and feedback. And now on with the show. Give me sports. Give me tacos. Give me the world. The Jimmy Podcast World. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Jimmy and this is Jimmy Podcast World and we are back. Hell yeah, foo. We are back. So today what we're going to be doing is covering something that I watched on Sunday on ESPN. ESPN's very own 3430. And um, I was flat out moved by, by this uh, 3430. Uh, before we get into that, um, uh, again, um, as you heard just a, just a couple seconds ago, uh, thank you for your ongoing love and support for the program. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for liking. Thank you for commenting. For those of you giving feedback on how to make this show a much more, a just a, an overall better experience for you guys, uh, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for the constructive feedback. Uh, we are making changes. Um, as I look around... Um, we're setting up quite a few things. Uh, we're trying to make this a much more presentable program. One of the things that I'm aware of is that in these times, um, I am having more, uh, more and more people, uh, tell me that the way that they're watch that they're listening to podcasts is actually watching it on YouTube and other platforms. Uh, so we have put stuff out before we put stuff out on Facebook, Facebook live, YouTube, YouTube live. So we've done that. Uh, we've we've put out some short clips and stuff like that as well. Uh, my recent advertisement on social media, um, I was pretty happy with that and how that came out. Uh, 
I look forward to doing more of those spots and 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 continuing that. Um, I actually had a couple people follow me because of that, and had a lot, had a quote not a lot, quite a few people actually comment and say, "Hey, um, I actually stumbled across your podcast or your social media account, your website because of that ad." So I'm gonna be running um, a lot more of those uh, frequently. Um, the more eyes on this, the better. The better I get at it, the more attention that there is, the more feedback that there is. But um, there's a lot of stuff changing in studio as well. Um, for one, this building won't be here mu- too much longer. I'll, I'd be surprised if it's still standing uh, in July, really. Um, I'm almost guessing mid-July this comes down. Um, it's been a bittersweet moment uh, in that process. Um, years ago, this is years ago, I think before I moved out of Salinas to go to San Jose State, or I was still living here. Maybe I, I had moved over there. Anyways, uh, my dad had asked me, hey, if I were to just leave to Mexico one day and then kind of just, you know, turn the keys over to you and say, hey, this is all yours. What's like one of the first things you'd like to do? And I think my dad was expecting for, for me not to have an answer. I immediately fired back with I had it. Oh, I had a chambered baby. I was John Wick. Uh, I was like, dude, I, I honestly, man, I tear down the garage and that back house and I remodel it. I or not remodel it, rebuild it, uh, tear it, tear it down and build from the ground up. And uh, we're we're finally to that point. Uh, the only thing that happened during that time is that no no one's longer in here renting the place. No one's in here living. So I ended up making it into my own little personal studio i guess i have a projector um i have a bunch of my posters up on the walls uh some like sports memorabilia plaques and stuff uh some world series banners uh a punching bag in here i've, I've literally made into my little fun house and right now with uh covid19 and this um you know uh, uh self-quarantine or you know stay work from home or um, you know, isolation, social distancing stuff. Um, I, it's, it's actually also my, uh, my office where I, where I work out of, uh, Monday through Friday. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's, it's been, uh, it's been a little bit of everything. Um, I ended up adding some studio lights, so there'll be studio lighting and that's actually to the focus that I was talking about just a second ago where a lot of people right now are watching rather than listening um, and I, I, I've also said from the beginning, I, I, I didn't just want to do a podcast. Um, I have, um, I spent three years at, at Salinas high, shout out to Salinas high, go Cowboys, um, doing theater. Uh, my last year I did advanced theater, uh, was in, you know, some plays and, and, and some like, uh, in school, uh, drama stuff. So, um, I have that background. Um, I've, I've, uh, I definitely enjoyed the improv aspect of things. I've always been a fan and loved sketch comedy. Um, so I want to do a lot of that. Um, I actually actually also purchased a green screen uh, that I'm going to be utilizing for what? I don't know. Um, I have thoughts of making like a, 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 a daily show pot, uh, a, a daily show type of program where, you know, they talk about current news and and, you know, poke fun at it. And it's like fake, like a fake news news uh, station or whatever. Um, but for like sports and and and. I guess other current events. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be just sports, as this podcast isn't just sports. Um, but yeah, so there's a green screen that we have that's not yet set up, but it's here. Uh, some studio lighting, um, and little by little, um, there's very little. I think after that, that I would really want to add. Uh, the big transition is going to be from when this building gets torn down, how this is going to be presented, where it's going to be presented from all of that will be a challenge, but we're looking at meeting that, uh, there will be a room like this built on this, uh, property that will be kind of like our place where we meet to watch like fights and games and, and, and put on movies. Um, it also be a kind of a dedicated, um, studio for podcasting and creating as well. So, I am pretty excited about that. Once that's there, that's going to be visually a um, a good experience for you guys and something that will make me feel better presenting this out to you guys. Um, merchandise I'm working on. Um, look, uh, anyone that's looking at the merchandise, I know that the price is up there a little bit. Uh, 
know that on most of those things, I'm not making, I'm hardly making anything at all. I'm pretty much like on the hats. I'm almost asking for my money back at the moment financially to be able to buy uh, a bulk of hats. It's, it's, it's a little, it's a, it's doable. It's just, it's, it's, um, you know, there's, there's other stuff that we're doing. We're trying to build a house back here in the garage and, and an extra game room, podcast room, studio, uh, type thing. So, uh, on top of that, Hey man, I got a wife and wife and wife and baby girl. So, um, uh, got a girlfriend and, and a wife on the side, you know? So, uh, there's, there's, there's other things go- going on there. Um, but, um, I'm working on that. Uh, anyone that's interested now in getting stuff, I appreciate that. Just know that, that it, at the moment it's pretty much like, Hey, can you just help me pay for the hat you're buying? And, and that's it. Um, if, if, if it ever came to a point where I had a book of this stuff and it, and it's, and it's selling well and I have, and I have a few to give out, dude, I, I love nothing more than, than, than doing that. Um, at the moment, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of tough, but ways to support the program outside of, if you don't want a shirt, a hat, stickers or anything like that, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Amazon prime, uh, amazon.com. Uh, if you go through our website, jimmypodcastworld.com, you'll be able to go to the Amazon banner at the top of the page and you'll be able to go to Amazon. Once you're on Amazon, uh, bookmark that page because it's in the, in the URL. Uh, there's, uh, our podcast is embedded in that. So anytime you make a purchase, uh, Amazon throws a couple pennies our way. So, uh, <laughs> my wife, when I told her or when she listened to the promo part of that, where it's like, Oh, Amazon throws a penny, a couple pennies your, our way. She goes, Amazon throws a couple pennies your way. And I'm like, literally a couple pennies. Uh, but we're definitely appreciative of that opportunity with Amazon. Um, thank you for listening to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Um, and yeah, let's go ahead and, and talk about a couple things just real quick. Um, getting a lot closer to um, recording the Coming to America mexico episode with my mom um i'm working on questions right now i'm trying to structure it in such a way that she's comfortable presenting um i'm comfortable um putting out there um uh, we've landed on she'll do it in spanish and then she'll do it in english um and uh that's kind of why the studio lights are in that's why that's why there'll be multiple cameras set up for that uh, there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a lot of work that goes into that. It might be something that's recorded and probably doesn't come out for a few weeks. Um, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I'm still working on getting uh, an interview with the Monterey County Health Department. So if anyone of you know someone in the Monterey County Health Department, dude, let them know. I'm looking to interview them. Um, the last thing I want to do is invite someone like the Monterey County Health Department onto my podcast and not make it a enjoyable experience for them. Uh, something where they feel comfortable and um, are happy with what comes out. Um, I want to build that relationship. I definitely won't be the last time. And also this, this will be available for other uh, such agencies in Monterey County to listen to. And I'd also want them to come on. So the last thing I want is uh, to kind of like ambush them or anything like that with questions. Um, So, uh, if you, any of you know, anybody from the Monterey County health department, um, I, I, my questions are basically like what's going on in Monterey County health, uh, Monterey County, uh, how, how are, you know, what actions are, are you guys taking to, to help with this, uh, with COVID-19 here in Monterey County? Uh, what are you guys noticing? What, what should we be doing? What do's and don'ts? And I know they're releasing that on their site. I know they're releasing it in other places, but not everyone's watching that, reading that, listening to it. Um, uh, I'm trying to be an advocate. And uh, another voice for them as well. So I'm um, working on that there. Um, working on a couple other things as well. Um, so, yeah. So basically what we're here for today is to talk about um, uh, 34, ESPN's 3430 on Lance Armstrong. Dude, Lance Armstrong, he is back on ESPN. Back making some headlines. Lance Armstrong, baby, he is back. And I, 
I remember seeing that, and I wasn't gonna talk about. I wasn't gonna talk about any of the thirty four thirties are gonna come out. But if they're gonna be anything remotely to this thirty four thirty on Lance Armstrong, I think I'm gonna talk about them. Uh, the ones they keep promoting. There's like one on Bruce Lee. Uh, there's one on. Uh, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa in the home run chase. That that home run chase made myself a baseball fan, and that home run chase had my dad paying attention to baseball on a daily basis, which he doesn't do. Um, so I, if there's gonna be anything like that, dude, I'm I'm in. Especially with Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa being linked to performance enhancing drugs. If it's anything remotely close to what they've presented this last Sunday with Lance Armstrong, I'm in. Count me in. Now, I've been critical of The Last Dance. The story of Michael Jordan, 97-98, sorry, the story on the Chicago Bulls, 97-98 season. Um, I've been critical of it because a lot of it was just based on Jordan. Jordan could do no wrong. Uh... Went to his teammates' room. They were partying. He's like, nah, I don't, I don't do that stuff. Uh, my gambling's fine. Uh, who knows why? what happened to my father happened to my father? Um, I'm retiring to go play baseball and still collect an NBA salary. Um, everyone on there is like, I love Jordan. I love Michael. I love Jordan. I love him, love him, love him, love him. Good dude, good dude, good dude, good dude. That wasn't the same with the Lance Armstrong story at all. By the way, ESPN, thank you for making this a uh, one part was two hours long rather than doing the Chicago Bulls part one, followed by part two. Next week, part three, followed by part four. Why not just call it part one? Two hours. Make it a five part series. It was probably advertising, you know, if each if if each hour was a new episode, they can adjust uh, their advertising um, fees. Maybe it was that. But anyways, look, I know as much about cycling as I do hockey. I've been ice skating. I played roller hockey. I, I've ridden bikes. That's about it. I raced a couple friends and would pretend pretend to race a bus, uh, the city bus. That's as much as I know about cycling. But there's something to talk about when you talk about the greatest to do things and their will and determination, and it just sucks you in. They just have this, um, just this magnetic pull on people, and he has that. Lance Armstrong has that. Michael Jordan has that, or had that, or has that, I guess. Tiger Woods. Um, LeBron James, not in that class. Kobe, close, just not in that class. Not until, you know recently of because of his passing but we're talking about muhammad ali another one like that that just pulls you in to to their their sport uh michael phelps in a way maybe not as iconic as these other people but michael phelps also right i mean same thing with swimming i i've i've been in a pool that's about it. But every time that there was an opportunity to watch Lance Armstrong in a Tour de France, the France, you did. And you did not care at all. It's like when people watch the Olympics. Now, I've been critical of the Olympics. I've been critical of people that watch the Olympics, not the Olympics, but critical of people that watch the Olympics. Because like, dude, you're not watching that any other time. You're, you're, you're not keeping up on, um, you know, whatever is the sport is, uh, pole vaulting or whatever it is. You're not keeping up on that. All of a sudden the Olympics come by and you're in. 
right? But Michael Phelps was one of those people, the last known person that that just pulled you in to to swimming because of how great he was, how much he achieved. But even Michael Phelps, not on that level of just like determination to just will kill their own mom to, to achieve greatness like these other guys, right? Uh, so it was great. It was great watching the documentary on Lance Armstrong. Dude, there was no punches pulled. If someone didn't like them, they were on there telling you, I didn't like Lance. And Lance going like, I didn't like that guy. I called him a pussy. I called him, you know, crybaby or whatever it was. Um, he was as honest as he could be. One of the things that I don't get, right, when, when people get in trouble, uh, an athlete takes PDs and goes like, I don't know, man, my, my cousin, my cousin's the one that was doing this. He was the one in charge of that. He was finding the people and he, he was the one that knew more about this than I did or, or uh, I don't know. I went to this lab and they said this stuff was good and oh my God, it wasn't. Lance was like, yeah, I, I, I took it. Like, what's up? This is when I took it. This is how I took it. This is how many times or whatever. And so often I'm like, dude, if, if PR people were smart and they are, but they could be a lot smarter in their approach in the fact that why don't you just tell your athlete like, look, dude, tell them you took it. Tell them the reasons why you took it. Hello, uh, we're calling this press conference today because um, before the report comes out or if the report already came out, as a report has stated, um, I uh, tested positive for performance enhancing drugs. The drug that I took was uh, EPO or whatever, um, some steroid of some kind. Here's the reason why I took it. Um, I I was doubting my ability. I was getting anxiety. I was I was getting depression. Um, I was suffering from panic attacks. Um, I had suicidal thoughts because I felt like I might not be able to perform. I was close to hitting a bonus. Um. Whatever, whatever it is that you want to say, like I, I felt like I wasn't getting as much attention as this other, as these other players. Um, and I don't know if other players are performing, are using these things to perform better. Um, I felt like it was a threat to me and the money I'm making and my status in, uh, you know, pop culture as, uh, as a sports icon, whatever it may be, right. Uh, the more successful I am, the more money I have, the more eyes are on me, the more eyes are on my nonprofits, my organizations, whatever it may be. If you came out and said something like that, I guarantee you more people would be less mad at you. They would be less mad at you for that. I promise you that. When people are causing derogatory things, now nothing is going to change the fact that they said that. And by all by all means, they can be considered whatever it is that they should be considered a racist, a, a homophobe, whatever it may be, right? But a lot of the times, what you hear is 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 for example, one of the stories I can think about is um, one of my childhood heroes, Hulk Hogan, right? When he used um, uh, the N-word or whatever, he had people like The Rock come out and other people go like, dude, I don't think this is racist. He's a good friend of mine. I, uh, it slipped out or, or whatever it may be. Um, or, or maybe these people, in fact, aren't or, or whatever, right? Like, I'm not here to protect him or anyone saying that. I'm just saying... That if you say anything derogatory at the end of the day, right, rather than just like hide and not say anything, rather than, rather than have some friends come to your rescue, 
why don't you why don't you just speak the truth? You know what? This was normal growing up. I heard a lot of my family say it. Um well, I maintain I am not racist. I can be uh, I see where I can be viewed as one. Um I understand that and and will um assume the responsibility responsibility because of my actions. Um however, I will move forward from this and will work on on bridging the gap between those that no longer like me, accept me, are fans of me and hopefully we come to a solution one day. Perhaps we can meet um in a town hall meeting style and and, and I, I can answer these questions. I can I can go to your communities. I can uh I'm going to be taking some some um uh like sensibility classes. I, whatever whatever may be, but rather than hide or or deny or or say I was wrong, like dude, come on and say, you know what? I said that, and and it wasn't right. Or this is the way I grew up. It was the norm. Uh, it was this. None of that makes it right. It's still wrong. But if more people came out and said I fucked up, I think we'd be in a much better place. I think they'd be in a much better place. It would open up that dialogue. People can change. There was um there was um I forget the guy's name. Uh he was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Um He was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh Daryl Davis. Daryl Davis is his name. He was on Joe, Joe Rogan podcast. He is friends with a lot of former KKK members. He was curious as to why they felt that way. And thought, these aren't bad people. They just were raised differently. They were misinformed. I'm here to present myself, uh, Daryl Davis, that is, as a black man, going like, hey, all you do is walk around shouting, burning crosses, shouting and yelling the N-word. Here I am. Let's talk. Why is it that you feel that way towards me? You don't even know me. And he has converted a lot of KKK members at least remove them from the clan. There are powerful ways to a lot of things. And in the sense of Lance Armstrong, what this has to do with all of this is that he's all over this dog going like, yeah, what's up? I'm here. I did it. This is how I recall what happened. And I'm not giving you just my side, but how I recall on how everything happened. So he tried to remove as much bias as he had towards the story because he was he was he was part of that story he was the story um one of the interesting things and as i was just referring to just a minute ago a lot of times you'll hear your pro athletes go like i don't know what i was taking they told me this was gonna help me recover they told me these were just multivitamins uh, these were flintstones or whatever it may be right I find it, I think for the most part, it is complete bullshit for most athletes to not know what's being injected. And even if they don't, doesn't the fact that there's people monitoring you at all times, blood levels, pressure levels, taking your vitals as you're taking these things doesn't that let you know you're taking some shit Lance however he knew exactly what he was taking he knew exactly what he was taking when to take it how to take it he educated himself on what he was being given and then he said he made the choice to take it or not take it. So when a lot of people, a lot of athletes say they don't know what they were taking, 
man, you're going to have a hard time convincing me that you did not know what you were taking. The uh, the first part, second part airs on Sunday for the 3430 Lance Armstrong uh, documentary. And we're reviewing that. Just based off of this last one, we're reviewing that. Uh, it's, it's our, it talked about his early years, uh, joined a swim team at 12. He wasn't really at 12. He wasn't athletic in terms of like good in other sports or whatever it may be. So he took up swimming at 12 and, and from what he was saying, he sucked. He just could not swim at the beginning. So as a 12 year old and some of these swimming competitions were kids, his age had already been swimming for seven to six, you know, five to seven years. Um, he was a 12 year old swimming with the five to six year olds, but he, he was miserable at first, but he didn't quit. He never thought about quitting. Uh, he said, which was good because had he quit and not continued, he wouldn't have done the triathlon and ultimately not gotten on a bike to compete. The, um, the documentary also went over his dad. Uh, his dad was actually a guy named Eddie Gunderson. Uh, he never knew him, and he didn't have the desire to. Um, Eddie Gunderson and his mom had an abusive relationship, uh, so they separated. And there's a lot of times where you'll meet people that didn't know their father, and there's a lot of there's a lot there's a, a, a couple of people you'll get. You'll get the one that will suppress other emotional, other anger, their sadness, you know, just all their sorrow. And they'll just bottle that up and suppress it and push it in to their gut and hope it never comes out. But it is obvious to, it should be obvious to you, right? There are those that, you know, hey, I don't blame them for leaving or whatever. It just didn't work out. I'm not mad. Don't care about knowing him. Like, uh, if he's hope he's good. And then there's those that like, damn, I want to reconnect with them. I have want to have a relationship with them. I forgive them. Uh, you know, it must have been tough. All these other things. Those are really the three you get. Lance, nah, didn't really care. Uh, enter Gary Armstrong. Lance Armstrong stepped out. He adopted Lance when he was three. Thus, the name Armstrong. Um, Gary was a real hard ass with Lance. Uh, so much so that at some point, you know, the relationship wasn't the best. Um, some Lance would Lance sent something about like if he would leave a drawer open, like his stepdad, uh, Gary would like beat his ass. And he's like, dude, if 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 I reacted like that with my children the way Gary reacted with me, dude, I'd be beating them all day. Um so yeah, Lance thought about changing his name back, but he said he liked the name. And also by that, by the time he felt like changing it, he was already in his like, you know, mid teenage years, was already establishing establishing himself as a as a tri- triathlete. Um, so he was already making a name for himself with the Armstrong name. So kind of changing it at that point might might actually have him take a step back um, and rebuild some of that stuff he built with his name. Um, at age 14, Lance's mom forged a birth certificate to have Lance compete uh, in a uh, Texas uh, triathlon tournament um, that was for 16-year-olds. So he did. They did. They forged a, they forged a certificate, and they um, and he won. Um, I remember when I was when I was um, a kid, I would go watch my friends. Uh, play little league baseball, and um, there were some pretty big dudes on every team, like pretty big dudes. Like, uh, they must have been like, we were like fifth, sixth grade maybe, and they were like eighth graders. They were huge. And I was just like, what? I remember one dude hitting bombs, like bombs, like the little league. Fence, 
and they were hitting bombs like towards the next field, hitting the other fence that separated the sidewalk from the field or whatever. It was crazy, and and I, it's 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 obvious it happens everywhere. And Lance Armstrong through this documentary and um, pretty much public was a was a bully. Um, and Rich Crawford, his triathlon coach uh, during his teenage years, said, "I saw that early on." Um, he mentioned how, like, uh, yeah, he just kind of didn't care. He would kind of, like, they would have, like, uh, some, like, scooters that they could take, some mopeds or whatever, and Lance would not return his. He would break his. He really didn't care. Uh, he was kind of a punk. Um, then enter Lance Armstrong joining the, uh, the, uh, the Olympic team. Uh, being invited to train at the Olympic facility. Um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing the last name right, but Bobby Ulich, uh talks about a, a time trial that they did, right? You know, there's kind of this Lance Armstrong guy that was talked about coming out of Texas. Um, he said that, so it was a five minute, it was two teams, five minutes up, five minutes down. Next team takes over. And, um, they talked about uh so going uh going downhill. Uh Bobby smoked Lance. Uh and he's like, I wasn't impressed, dude. This guy he was I wasn't uh to quote, uh, I wasn't impressed. This guy they were talking about. Once they went uphill, that's where Lance like just like started to pull away. Like that's where he finally went, all right, cool, downhill, whatever. Um, kind of coast down, keep up a little bit, but it's uphill that Lance would just smoke him. After the whistle was blown from the time trial, uh, Lance Armstrong was quoted by Bobby. Lance doesn't necessarily remember saying that because like, I'm not hiding from it. I probably called him a pussy, but he said something like, come on, you little pussy. Is that all you got? And Lance said, he was, I don't remember calling them. He was a crybaby. I probably called him a pussy, but whatever. I don't give a shit. Um, at 17, Lance Armstrong made his full transition to uh, to cycling and stopped doing triathlons. Uh, his first contract that he got uh, from from his sponsored team was fifteen hundred a month, uh, eighteen eighteen thousand a year, and his rent was three hundred dollars. Dude, he was like, dude, I was loaded, and then you know started to make more. Um, Lance never looked back. Lance said that a lot what fueled him is a lot what fuels Jordan. It's a lot what fueled Kobe. It's a lot what fuels some of these guys that just have that want that need to win. And he said, um, in my mind, this is quoting Lance from the 30 for 30 documentary on ESPN. In my mind, I would have to make up these little rivalries even when they didn't exist. crazy it's almost as if they're tyrants there's zero shame in stepping on people and like i said man they dunk on their own mom they they if their mom was a catcher at home plate ready to tag them out they would just derail their mom just knock her ass to the ground and hope that ball falls out At the uh, twenty eighth minute, twenty eight minute uh, minutes into into part one of the thirty four thirty documentary on Lance Armstrong, Lance was asked, "How old were you when you used illegal an illegal product?" Lance uh, was quoted, "That wouldn't have been until I was twenty one years old, my first professional season." Johan Brunel, if I'm pronouncing that right, was a former director of the U.S. Postal Service cycling team. He mentioned how, at the time, cycling, at the time, was a European sport, not an American sport. He also said that he found American cyclists strange because Americans are 
basketball, baseball, football. Why the hell would they be here cycling? Uh, which I found pretty hilarious. Uh, 42, 40 second, uh, 42 mark of, of the uh, documentary. Um, breaks down uh, PDs to make a better life. Uh, uh, there was a guy that was asked about... There was a cyclist that was asked... If he thought taking this stuff, taking like PDs and stuff like that was okay. His response was basically like, hey man, I'm from a bad place. And because of cycling, I perform at a high level. I don't live in a bad place. I'm making some money. And plus, I have two kids that depend on this money. At around the same mark is when they started talking about this magical performance-enhancing drug called EPO. EPO, what it does is it raises the blood count, thus transporting more oxygen faster. So it, as Lance even said, like, look, I took this. It, 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 it helped me perform beyond my abilities. Yes, there was far more, far more worse shit I can take, and I was taking EPO to increase my red blood cell count to move more oxygen around my body. And he said, it was pretty safe the way I was doing it, being monitored by doctors. So why the hell would I not take it? And I just, to comment on that, I I, want to tell you that no matter what it is you watch, no matter what the sport, if there's a competition, there is a way to cheat and there are people doing it. To what extent, to what degree, at what level, it all varies. The saying goes, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Kind of true at the professional highest level of every competitive thing out there. I've heard of, of people like shaving down um, Rubik's cubes to, to make them faster, put some oil in them to make it faster. Now, whether or not that's cheating in that in that competition, that I don't know, but it's still manipulating what it is you're doing to perform at a level that you're not capable of. At a certain point, man, you cannot go further. You cannot run faster. You cannot jump higher. You can't lift more weights. At a certain point, man, that is it. Lance mentioned that on his team in 94, no one was doing performance enhancing drugs or taking stuff at the level that they then were taking them. But he said by 95, everyone was on EPO. One thing that Lance, he couldn't stand that everyone else was on it and he wasn't. What comes to mind is Barry Bonds. I'm a San Francisco Giants fan. Uh, after the home run, home run uh, chase from Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, um, really the only local team, if you would consider them a local team, the San Francisco Giants, I gravitated to them because of Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds, by far, and this is not just my opinion, it's not biased, it, it, it is what it is. A far better baseball player than Mark McGuire. A far better baseball player than Sammy Say It Ain't Sosa. But they, he was not, Barry Bonds was not getting the recognition. The first man on the, you know, to be. 40-40 club, right? Yet he wasn't... Yet he wasn't being recognized like Sammy Sosa, like Mark McGuire. Making incredible plays out in the outfield. Yeah, not recognized like Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire. 
being a part of the 40-40 club, 40 home, and what that is is 40 home runs, 40 stolen bases, and not being recognized like Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. Where his greatest achievement was 40 home runs, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire hitting an extra 10, 15, 20, close to 30 more home runs in the same season. Why? I just said they weren't better than Barry Bonds. They weren't. Was it that they were on something? Was it that the pitchers that Bonds was playing against on something? Was the catcher that was gunning him out at second or third trying to steal? Preventing him from an extra few stolen bases? I think so. Not hitting those team bonuses structured in his contract. Those agreements between sponsors. I think so. There's no secrets why Tuberi Bonds took steroids. He didn't need them to be great. He needed them to recover faster. To be able to just have just that quick little something, that quick little pop. Because a couple balls just fell inches short of going over. Died at the warning track. Gunned out by half a hair at second base trying to steal it or third. There was a guy on the uh, 3430 documentary on Lance Armstrong that aired this last Sunday and... Please watch it if you have not done so already and get ready for for Sunday because another uh, episode, a second part to the series, uh, will come out. Derek Bucard Hall was a clean cyclist his entire career. People knew that. Other cyclists, other people in the cycling world knew that. So they basically told him, good luck. You're never going to win anything. You're always going to be middle of the road. And we're talking from first to last place on things, from first to second place, from first to tenth place in a cycling race. We're talking about seconds, minutes, in a race that takes... Over 24 hours to complete. Hours. Enter uh, Michael uh, Ferrari. Basically the Phil Jackson of cycling. Was basically the one that was training people on the low like Lance Armstrong. And even at like under 5% body fat, was still calling cyclists fat. Was letting them know taking these EPOs was fine. Um, at the, at the, um, at the, uh, 102 mark of the, uh, of the episode, a very important question that I didn't even think of till till it came out there was they asked him if if they asked Lance Armstrong if he thought that the PDs he was taking, the EPOs, and whatever else he was taking had an effect on cancer, on his cancer. And he basically said, possibly, I wouldn't rule that out. I have not ruled that out. Because while it helped healthy things grow, more blood, more everything, he was like, it, it kind of wouldn't make sense if it made bad things grow too. So I thought that was pretty, uh, th- I thought that was pretty, pretty, uh, a pretty interesting question to ask. I thought he was as honest and as real as he could be with that question. Um, they, they did cover, you know, his cancer awareness campaign because at the time he wasn't aware his friends weren't aware, um, didn't really know how um, 
I didn't really know how um how that worked. So um it was a very very crazy uh it was I just loved the question. I loved Lance's honesty with that. Um yeah, it was it was um I thought that was pretty cool. Um enter Wada uh for those of you that are MMA fans uh, you know Wada somewhat. Um, uh, they are uh, a testing organization for performance enhancing um, in athletic competitions. Uh, they're somewhat involved with the UFC. Uh, probably the most famous of them all, John Jones. Um, they talked about how they're like, dude. At the beginning, we were behind, and they still are behind. Know this for every drug testing agency or things that are looking out there to catch and prevent things, they are always behind. Because when they get to a certain point, everyone looking at cheating will look at where they're at and will now move a step or two ahead. Hein Verbergron, if I'm saying that right, was the former UCI uh, cyc- cycl- cycling president. Uh, he served from 91 to 05. And he, as Lance and a lot of other people said, he just looked the other way. Well, people like Lance were, were, were taking uh, PEDs, uh, EPO and whatnot. He had to. That is your poster child for cycling. If he's not there, no one's watching. When's the last time? I can't remember the last time that I've tuned in to watch swimming since Michael Phelps was done. I can't remember the last time I turned into cycling since Lance Armstrong was done. Dude, golf without Tiger Woods? I love golf. I play golf. I wasn't watching. Every now and then with Jordan Spieth, but not like I watch, not like we all watch with Tiger Woods. Of course you're going to look away, man. That's what I'm saying with the whole Jordan thing. Am I saying that Jordan did the things that I say he did or, or, or because of his actions, other people suffered consequences and so on? 100% no. Of course not. I can't prove that. Not 100%, but God damn it, does it sound like it's true or could be or there's something to look at there. Why would the NBA protect him? He's their poster child. He still is. Did you watch the documentary, The Last Dance? Imagine now their savior. Lance Armstrong. Of course, Hine was looking away. Pat McQuaid, 05 to 13. Of course, they were looking away. One of the um, one of the documentaries that comes to mind uh, while watching this was Icarus. It's on Netflix. Go ahead and check it out. Uh, directed by Brian Fogel. Uh, it's about uh, the filmmaker. Brian Fogel sets out to uncover the truth about doping in sports. A chance meeting with a Russian scientist transforms his story from a personal experiment into geopolitical thriller. Dirty urine, explained death, and Olympic gold are all part of the exposure to the biggest scandal in sports history. This was released back in 2017. Um, check it out. Um, really good. Um, in closing, look, um, if you were to be, ta- if you, if someone told you, hey, if you took this, this pill, this cream, this injection, you would be the best IT support guy. You would close all the tickets more than everyone else. You would fix all the laptops, all the phones, everything 
you would close all your tickets and you'd be at the top of the list for everything. If you're a custodian, hey, you're going to clean the most rooms the fastest. You're ready for more. It doesn't hurt to get up the next day and go back to work. You're an accountant, a secretary, and finance, whatever it is. You are the best based off this. And in return, you're getting a larger home, uh, more opportunities for your kids in sports and uh, private schools and colleges and Everyone has a car. The bills are paid. Everyone's happy. Your parents are taking care of your friends, your family. No matter how good you are, this will make you 10% better over the year. Dude, you would take it. You're full of shit if you wouldn't. And what did he do at the end of the day? What did Lance do at the end of the day? Cheating cycling? Was he the only one? Mm-mm. Look up how many people uh, from first place to 20th place. And I don't know if it goes further, and I'm sure it does. Look up how many people during the Tour de France. The ones that Lance Armstrong was in. Look at how many... From Lance Armstrong to number to the twentieth, twentieth placed race a uh, cycle cyclist took took something. The same thing I say about John Jones. I would say about Lance Armstrong during the time he was a cyclist. John Jones, the UFC MMA fighter, on steroids is better against. Any other fighter on steroids. But peep this, peep game. John Jones off steroids is better than any other person off steroids. And John Jones off steroids is better than any person on steroids. Same thing with Lance. Everyone else is taking something. Why not me? Why do I got to finish in second place, in 10th place, in 20th place? When 19 through 1 all took something. Fuck that. And all that his fame and fortune brought him was a great cancer awareness campaign. Live strong. You'll excuse me if I look the other way because he took EPO. Because for those of you integrity saint people out there, there's no way you've in your realm of financial status have done the same to help others and raise awareness for things. Ladies and gentlemen, the documentary is an ESPN 3430. Some of the greatest documentaries I've ever seen are ESPN's 3430. Uh, it's on Lance Armstrong. Part one happened this last Sunday. Part two happens this coming Sunday. And we, you, you best believe we're going to be reviewing that. Um, going forward, there'll be some more consistency with the podcast as they come out. Uh, more... Um, More of a structured podcast system as far as uh, what gets released on what days and so on. Um, and uh, yeah, I look forward to getting the cameras up and uh, the studio lights and and um, and making a better production out of this. Um, exciting times ahead. Um, and um, hopefully I'll probably even be coming back to you tomorrow with, with some more stuff. Um, I want to touch on... Um, Sports coming back. Uh, other sports like baseball and basketball and, and and other sports coming back. Those that have come back, uh, like NASCAR, the UFC, golf, to some extent. Um, I want to be able to talk about it a little bit, the differences between them, how I think they can come back, and how to handle um, any roadblocks along the way. I want to definitely cover that with you guys. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. I am Jimmy. This is Jimmy's Podcast World. Check out jimmypodcastworld.com. 
Follow me on all social media accounts, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Snapchat, um, Twitch, YouTube. Uh, check me out. Um, I will see you down the road. Give me sports. Give me tacos. Give me the world. The Jimmy Podcast World. Sending out a special thanks to Adam Levine.